The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, October 9th, 2022, on the basis of Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. I practiced really hard for this today. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree so that Jesus he could see. Whenever I hear the song about, or whenever I hear the story about Zacchaeus, this song always comes to mind. It's a song that we teach Sunday school kids because it's catchy and familiar. It's kind of funny that the song, in a way, is actually kind of making fun of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was so short that he had to climb up into a tree to even see Jesus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. I can't imagine that this song was all that hard to write because if somebody's short, it's really one of the easiest things to tease people about. I have a friend at the seminary that I work with. Uh, he says he's 5'7". I think he's more like 5'2". But <laughs> we work on the grounds crew together, uh, and anytime we get into the truck to pick up leaves or uh, go pick up some logs that we cut from a tree that we cut down, I always ask him, hey, to, you need a boost? You need me to lift you up? You need me to get you a stepladder? And he always yells at me. It's kind of funny. Or if there's something that's even eye level with him, I'll be like, hey, you need a hand in reaching that? Um, Zacchaeus was short, yes. And it would have been easy to tease Zacchaeus for being short. But as we look at Zacchaeus today, we'll see that Zacchaeus was not simply teased by some friends. That he was judged and belittled by everyone around him. And for a lot more than just his stature. That he was made an outcast because of what he had done and who he was. And maybe you've never been teased like Zacchaeus for being short. Maybe there's never been a song for you about your height. But I bet that everybody in here at some point in time has felt like Zacchaeus, like you were an outcast, like you just didn't belong, like you didn't quite fit in, or maybe you were lost. And this feeling of being an outcast doesn't come from simply being short or tall, loud or quiet, or being hard of sight or hearing. No, this feeling comes from guilt. Either the status of or the feeling of actual guilt. And are we stuck with that feeling? Are we stuck with being an outcast? Are we stuck with being lost forever? As we look at Zacchaeus today, we'll see that, yeah, he may have been stuck with his height forever. But we'll take a look and see how Jesus changes not his stature, but his status. From lost and broken to found and saved. So who was Zacchaeus? Was he just a short guy that did some bad things? Well, yes, he was. But he was also a tax collector. And not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector, a tax collector that sent out other tax collectors. And while people today don't necessarily enjoy getting visits from the IRS or seeing the IRS or 
paying taxes. The people of Jesus' day would have had a hundred more reasons to like tax collectors even less. While today we pay taxes to our own government and usually for our own benefit in service of better roads, better schools, public service officers, the people of Zacchaeus' day got charged taxes for the Roman government, who was very oppressive to the Jewish people. So yeah, Zacchaeus collected taxes for the Roman government. But to make matters worse, Zacchaeus was a Jew. So not only is he ta collecting taxes for the Roman oppressive government, he's collecting taxes from his own people to help the enemy. And if betraying your own people and helping the Roman government out wasn't enough to make you an outcast, then I bet you cheating you out of all your money, or cheating others out of all their money probably would make you an outcast. If you don't know how tax collectors worked in the first century AD, uh, only the tax collectors would know how much each person owed in taxes. And it was their job to go out and collect those taxes, but the people had no way of finding out whether what they were being charged was the actual amount from the Roman government. The tax collectors just had to meet a quota. But so often, they charged people much more than that quota, and then they would pocket the rest. So it's not hard to see that somebody who betrayed his own people and cheated people out of money, his own people out of money, was getting rich off his own people's labor. It's not hard to see why he was made an outcast, why Zacchaeus was made an outcast. To put it in today's terms, maybe, imagine paying utilities every month, and instead of having a meter to keep track of your gas, water, or energy usage, somebody just comes to your door and tells you what you owe. They don't offer you any information, no usage chart or anything. They just give you a, a bill, and you have no way to validate it. And you're required to pay that bill anyway. And as it turns out, this guy that came to your door was charging you double and keeping the extra. I would imagine this person would probably be the least popular person in town. Whether he was short like Zacchaeus, tall, wide, or thin, you are probably not letting him nudge his way up to the front of a concert or to the front of a parade. And the same was true of Zacchaeus. Because not only was he short, but people would have seen him as we and little in every other aspect. He wasn't just lost in the crowd because of his stature, but he was lost because nobody in it was willing to give him any direction whatsoever. Nobody in it wanted anything to do with him at all. So it makes sense that a tax collector would be an outcast. It makes even more sense that Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, would be hated by everybody. But hey, at least he was rich, right? At least he had a comfortable life. And that's great and all, until we remember who Jesus is, or not Jesus, who Zacchaeus is looking for. And he was looking for Jesus. And we remember what Jesus had to say about the wealthy. Two weeks ago, we looked at how Jesus tells us to make friends by using our money so that they might welcome us into eternal dwellings. And Zacchaeus instead is making enemies of his own people by taking their money. Last week, we looked at how money is ultimately useless after this life. And just before the text today, in Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells a rich man, a rich man who thought he had kept all the law since he was a boy, he tells him, 
It is easier for the camel, a camel to enter through, go, is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. Zacchaeus fit the description of a rich man to a T. And not only, he, everybody who knew Zacchaeus, everybody that knew about Zacchaeus, unlike the rich man that Jesus confronted in the previous chapter who thought he had kept all the law since he was a boy, everybody who knew Zacchaeus would have known that Zacchaeus was far from keeping the law at all. So not only was he lost to and hated by others, he was guilty before God. He was far, far from God. And there was no way, no matter how hard he tried, there was no way he was going to find the path to God. But Zacchaeus was a desperate man. But why should, why should he care what others thought? Why should he feel guilty? Haters going to hate, right? Maybe the solution to guilt is to simply just not let anybody make you feel guilty for who you are, what you've done, or the decisions you make. But as we look at Zacchaeus this morning, we'll see that he himself was bothered by his own. We'll see that he was looking for Jesus, yes. <clears throat> Maybe he had even heard of the message of forgiveness that Jesus had proclaimed. And he just had to see him. He didn't just stay home like everybody would have wanted him to. He didn't just lay low, but he went out to look for Jesus. He risked making a fool of himself and possibly even hurting himself by climbing a tree. Yeah, Zacchaeus was a desperate man. Guilty before God, lost to and hated by others. But I can't help but wonder, how did Zacchaeus feel about himself? I mentioned just a second ago that Zacchaeus was bothered by his behavior, and this is evident in the response that he gives to Jesus when he says he'll repay back everything that he has cheated. And after everything that he knew he'd done, after the treatment that he received from others for what he had done to them, I can't help but wonder if Zacchaeus felt so terrible and guilty about himself that he wondered if this message that he had heard about from Jesus, this message of forgiveness and salvation, was for everybody else except for him. Lord, I hear how you've preached this message to other people. I've heard that it's for everyone, but do you know what I've done? You may have preached it to a lot of people before, but I am worse than most, if not all, those you have talked to. Regardless of height, Zacchaeus was a wee little man to everyone, including himself. And what about us? You may not know what it's like to be a chief tax collector, but I bet you you know of another sin I bet you know what it's like to be the chief of some other sin. Chief yeller, chief insulter, chief adulterer, chief fill in the blank. In fact, you may have heard that Paul, the Apostle Paul, refers to himself as chief of sinners. And Paul didn't refer to himself as this because 
of the sins that everybody knew about that he had committed in his past in persecuting Christians. No, he said this because he knew his own sins better than anyone else's. He knew himself to be chief of sinners. And the same goes for us. A lot of people knew about Zacchaeus' sins, but there are a lot of sins that Zacchaeus had committed that nobody knew about. There are sins that we've committed that every one or a lot of people know about, and those alone are enough to bring us plenty of shame and guilt, enough that it can be crushing. But what about the sins that only you and God know about? Can you call yourself chief of sinners? Have you ever felt like this message of the gospel that's meant for everyone in the entire world Have you ever felt like that message is meant for everyone except for you? Unfortunately, I feel like that's a a feeling that we get every now and then at least, if not often. And it was the same for Zacchaeus. And so it's no wonder that Zacchaeus goes looking for Jesus. It's no wonder that he breaks away from the crowd, runs and climbs the tree in order to just catch a glimpse of Jesus. And yet, despite all of Zacchaeus' efforts, I doubt they would have gotten him very far. He might have caught a glimpse of Jesus. He might have heard a few words as he passed by, but that probably would have been it. He probably would have been just as lost and broken as he was before. But thankfully, as we find out, Zacchaeus was not the one that was doing the seeking at all. In fact, it was Jesus who was seeking him. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus knew exactly where to look. He looked up at Zacchaeus in the tree and he said the exact words that Zacchaeus needed to hear. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Would it get any better? In a world broken by sin and full of broken sinners, if Jesus looked at you and said, Tristan, Ken, Mo, Lois, fill in your name. I must stay at your house today. There are times that we feel like we are the worst of sinners, and if we were to hear those words exactly from Jesus, I don't think there would be a better feeling. This, I'm guessing, was the happiest moment of Zacchaeus' life. To have felt so guilty, so lost, so broken by sin, to not be sure that the message of salvation and forgiveness was for him, and to have God himself call him out by name. Zacchaeus, I must stay at your house today. To know for certain that no matter what he had done before, no matter how he felt, that that message of forgiveness was for for him, even for him. There is nothing more uplifting There is nothing more powerful than a God who loves you. Our God is a personal God. 
The message of the gospel is meant for everyone. Yes. But God wants you to know that it is specifically for you, too. Think back to your baptism when your pastor said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Today we heard the absolution when pastor said, As a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins. That message was for everyone here, including you. But if you have ever felt like there is a sin that you have committed that cannot be deserving of forgiveness, God gives us the command to forgive the sins of believers. You can go to pastor. It doesn't even have to be pastor. You can go to any Christian and confess a sin, and you will hear the exact same words. I forgive you all your sins. And that's not the only place that we hear God's personal proclamation. If you're communing with us today, you'll hear the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ given for poured out for you. At the end of the service, you'll hear the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Regardless of how we feel about ourselves, regardless of what we have done, Jesus died. Jesus offers forgiveness for you. Just like he offered it for Zacchaeus. Christ sought Zacchaeus. Christ found Zacchaeus. And Christ saved Zacchaeus. Today, salvation has come to this house. I must stay at your house today. There was no waiting. There was no hesitation. The deed was done. Salvation had come to his house. Even though Jesus had not yet entered to Jerusalem, even though Jesus had not yet died on the cross, even though Jesus had not yet been raised from the grave, those promises, that salvation, that promise of forgiveness was Zacchaeus's that very day. Because when God promises something, it's guaranteed that it will happen. Zacchaeus was saved. Just like all the other sons of Abraham that believed in those promises before him. Zacchaeus believed in promises that were yet to be fulfilled, yes. But we believe in a Savior who fulfilled every one of those promises. We believe in a Savior who went to Jerusalem, who died on the cross, who rose victorious from the grave, and he did it all for you. Christ died, Christ suffered, Christ rose from the dead for everyone. If you haven't gotten the gist yet, he did it specifically for you. <laughs> Keep that in mind, that he chose you from eternity to be holy and blameless in his sight. Zacchaeus was. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a man who was lost and broken by sin. And while Jesus may not have changed his stature to be six foot six. He did change his status.
from lost and broken to found and saved. And he does the same for us. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, which is what he still does today. Amen.